This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. It's me. It's Danielle. And it's Jamie. And it's the Straight from the Net podcast. We're back. We are back. It feels like we just did this. Because we did. We're going to do two in one day because we don't want to fuck up again. So right. that's what we're doing. That's how much we love you guys, though. Right. That's how much we take this serious. Even though we're we only sh- have like tens of listeners on our right. podcast. We're trying to keep it together, people. But you yeah. have to understand that life happens. And it's been happening a lot lately. You know what? It, it kind of does. It's like all the time. There's always right. something now. I'm like, how did it get to this place? I don't know. But in that vein, I want to tell you about what happened with my new dog, Bubbles. What happened with Bubbles? So... As most of you guys know, like, I've talked about, like, I foster failed my first foster dog, and I immediately <laughs> got her. So, I took her to her first doctor, or first vet appointment. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. This is fucking bullshit. Go ahead. She has got so much anxiety, this dog, because she's had so much trauma, like, so many things that have happened to her. Like, so. They're going to be like, what is that noise? Jamie, I'm wrapping a Milky Way. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I offered. Bruce ate our trail mix. I know, right? His own trail mix, by the way. Um, but anyway, so we got there. She was, like, losing her mind. She was, like, foaming at the mouth. Like, she was having an awful time. She was, Poor baby. She was, like, circling. And I'm like, I'm telling you, this dog has got, like, severe, like, anxiety. It's severe, severe anxiety. And so I now have to give my dog doggy Prozac. But, which isn't in and of itself that crazy. You know what right. I mean? Because, you know, a lot of people and a lot of animals need to have, you know, Prozac. She will not take a pill. Not in any form, no matter what. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, you can't put it in anything. Oh, that's right. When you first got her, it was a thing. Yep, you can't put it in anything. Like, she will not, I mean, it doesn't matter. So, it's like, people are like, put it in a hot dog. I did. You can put it in everything. She's had three fosters, and every, and the two fosters before me have actually, are like, that's really all they do. It's like their thing in life. They said she was the toughest dog they've ever had. And they thought, well, they've had some tough ones. She takes the cake by far. One even got a pill gun. I didn't even have that where it'll shoot it in the back of their fucking throat. Even that didn't work. What? Even that didn't work. So then they realized they were just like, I got to crush up pills mm-hmm. for her. And they put in her dog food. But then if she even sees you attempting to put anything in her dog food and she sniffs something in her dog food, she won't eat it. And I got to be careful because now I got I got two dogs and Lanny right. will eat out of both because she's just, you know, a little fat ass and she'll eat anybody's food. So I'm now, Lady, right now, you can't have a Milky Way. It's poison. So I ended up having to, because of course I do, because I said the next dog I fucking get, I don't want to get a dog that's going to have any fucking issues. So of course, what do I do? I adopt a fucking dog that's got more issues than the first fucking and dog. And you knew she had issues because you were fostering her before you adopted her. I know. Oh my God. Well, she got a little worse after. We all assumed that she was going to calm down mm-hmm. once she realized this is her home and she got, you know, fixed and all that stuff. And to a certain point, she did. Like, she loves laying with us. She loves cuddling. She oh, loves being loved. I, I think I saw her twice that whole barbecue last week. Yeah. Well, no, she was outside mostly the whole time, I think. But regardless, I thought she was going to calm down. And she has to a little bit, but she still, it just, she's still just different. Anyway, so because she refused to take a pill, because she won't do any of that shit, I had to get it specially formulated in a gel that I have to buy gloves for because I can't get it on my fucking fingers. Which, according to my husband, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to put me on some fucking Prozac, too. We were on Prozac. We didn't take it. (laughs) I'm like, I got the Prozac. I just haven't taken it because I have a pill phone. But now they put it in a gel. And there's this little syringe. And I got to take one ML out of the syringe. (laughs) And put it on my finger. And then rub it on her belly. Like, on her spot where there's, like, no fur. Oh, yeah? Yes. So I'm like, oh, my God. Lainey, in comparison, has skin issues because she's a pit bull, and most pit bulls have skin problems. So she just has to get an injection. You would think, I'm like, how did I end up with a dog? It's even worse. And that's $57 a month. Like, are you kidding me? Because she can't take a pill. Otherwise, it'd be like five. But because it's got to go in the gel, it's $57 fucking dollars. And it's got to go to a compounding pharmacy. It's not like it goes to a regular pharmacy. It's got to go to a special pharmacy where they have to make it for her. And then send it to you. Yes. So I was like, here I am going, I'm not going to get me another animal. It's going to have all these fucking problems. And then I'm like, hold my fucking beer for myself. 
Right. And do this bullshit. So that's going to start today. Like, after you leave, I have to give her her first little bit of medicine because i got to, like, be able to sit with her for a few minutes and see how she does. Right. Well, I hope she doesn't try to, like, lick it off. you got to wear gloves and shit. Well, if she licks it off, it'll just get her in there quicker. I guess. I mean, if it, but I'm like, I have to order gloves and everything else. I'm like, oh, my God. But the, even the vet was like, yeah, this dog's definitely had, like, a lot, a lot of trauma. Like, she was losing her entire fucking mind inside the vet, the, like, the other day. It was just insane. And then she just could not wait to get out to the car. And she does this thing where she circles, like, really, really fast. And she gets caught up in her um, her leash. And then she catches you in the leash. And, like, next thing you know, you're going to be, like, falling down. The other day, I went to go get out of bed. And she decided to lay right underneath my feet. But I didn't know that. And it was, like, in the middle of the night, I woke up and had to go to the bathroom. And I stepped on her. She was like, ah! And, like, I tried to hurry up and move and fell on the floor. Busted my knee. Busted my <laughs> hip. I'm like... I'm, I'm like 80 years old. I know. I do hurt it. Falling, man. So I'm saying, I'm like, I would have ended up hurting myself. Look like if my I was toe. like 80. Look at my toe. Do you see my toe? Oh, how'd you do that? Um, Paco had a freaking exhaust pipe sitting in the middle oh, of my living room and right. I kicked that shit. Yeah, I bet that didn't feel very good, did it? And, and now my whole, my whole foot hurt for like three days and it was just from a cut. Like my whole foot because... You don't just hurt one part of your body when you fall down. <laughs> like, I can slam my finger in the door and it's going to hurt all the way up to my neck. I know. Isn't that awful? It's fucking awful. I know. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Oh, dear God. Anyway, so on that note, you were telling me something. Okay, so last, not last one that you guys are going to hear, but the one before that that you guys already heard. I kind of went on this whole rant about Tommy Lee and his penis and his whoops and all that crap. Right. Well, a lot of people during that time were really angry because you are not allowed to say certain words, you're not allowed to post certain right. content, not allowed to do fucking anything at all right? anymore without the little bot sort of like getting you, right? right. Like there's no context or anything like that. Right. You're, and, so you're always on Facebook jail. Yeah. I know. I know. Facebook jail. And I get it. Why? Because I said I wanted to kill Bruce. Right. I was like, oh my God, I wanted to kill him. But in my defense, it was killable because the man dressed up like a cowboy Went into the grocery store, and every aisle that people were in, he started talking with a fake fucking southern accent and called me, like, little lady and shit. Like, I was like, oh, my God. So, we played Cowboy Chicken, and he clearly won. So, I was just telling people that I wanted to kill him, and then they put me on a heavy, heavy restriction for 30 days. Right. Like, people weren't even knowing that I was posting anything. I couldn't post anything for two days, and then after that, I was on a restriction for 30 days. Right. So, I've been, so I've been scrolling on TikTok lately. And they have these little ads for games. Mm-hmm. And usually it's like Project Makeover or Home Gardenscapes or whatever it is. Right, yeah. Like these are simple. games, simple games that yeah. are usually like little like match three games, right? Yeah. The ads themselves have been so raunchy. I mean, yes. it used to be like they started out real subtle. Like, oh, she's pregnant. She walks in on her husband, like kissing another girl. And then she's got to go and, and, you know, build a house. Like, that's how they started, like, a couple She's got to go build a house. Yeah, that's basically pregnant woman has to go build a house. <laughs> like, that, they used to do that with Lily's Garden. Uh, Lily's Garden had nothing to do with a pregnancy or a boyfriend or anything. Right. But they, they make it out so where they're, like, trying to bring people in to play the game. Yeah. Um, Because everybody wants a backstory. Mm-hmm. Now these games... So I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, and I'm like... And I wish I would have saved it, but I didn't. I wish I would have saved the freaking ad, because now I can't find it. Um, maybe I can find the ads on the page. Hold on. Okay. So, they're real nasty. Like, real nasty. Home Gardenscapes yeah. have this freaking ad, and they're, they're cartoon characters. They're the characters in the game. And this girl walks in, and I swear to God, this guy was, like, kissing this girl on her neck and fingering her oh my God. in the game. So, I'm like, what the hell? Like, is, is he really, like, finger-banging her in the freaking... Finger-banging her. I always find that so funny when somebody says finger-banging. Hold on. Home or... Homescapes, I think it's called. It's called Homescapes that's doing this? Yeah, hold on. What? It doesn't sound like anything that should be that dirty. Homescapes. Like, when you say homescapes. Um, oh, and of course they don't have the freaking advertisements on their webpage because... So anyway, so I'm like scrolling through, scrolling through. Um, then I see 
one where this guy has this girl laying on the floor, and she's steady, like, eating, he's steady eating her hoo-ha, and they got the sound effects of everything. Oh, my God. And once again, they're just allowing this to be on Facebook. So I found an article that I want to, because obviously I can't find them anymore. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Oh, shit. Where did it go? Oh. So somebody did an entire article about yes. the fact that this is on there. Okay. There's a few of them. Okay. Um, let's do the Guardian. Okay. Um, so strange horny game ads are flooding social media. I accidentally became obsessed. In his quest to discover why these ads are everywhere, Alex McKinnon ended up downloading too many of them and investing too much. In a glamorous penthouse apartment, rain drumming against the floor-length windows, a chiseled man wearing nothing but a bath towel slowly undresses a beautiful young woman, only to stop when he notices a distinctive red mark on her chest. She has a birthmark, just like the baby he abandoned on the rainy night many years ago. <laughs> stop it, oh my god. Are you Rachel, born like in 2003 in Bonneville? He asks urgently, I'm your father. At this horrific revolution, lighting crashes across the night sky and also across Rachel's face somehow. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Inside Rachel's head, a very disturbing, needless question arises. He shall be my, A, option one, the obvious choice, Rachel, is dad. Two, my boyfriend, meaning my boyfriend. So, go, goes. So it goes to the latest Instagram app for Whispers, an interactive mobile game where players advance their characters through stories by strategic... It's like a... That game is like a choose-your-adventure game. Mm -hmm. Like, you make choices. Oh, okay. Right. So, mildly tamer versions of this have been, like, bombarding the... The damn internet. Mm -hmm. But that's not what I'm talking about. Like, these are the, the, are the... Choice games, which, you know, they, they do get pretty dirty. Like, you can play them, and they get real nasty. Um, you can make them do really dirty things in, in, the, um, in the story. But the ones I am talking about are the ones for, like, Lily's Garden and Homescapes and these Match 3 games that have, like, nothing to do with choose-your-own-adventure game. Hold on. Let me just... Well, you know, I'm kind of interested to see, like, you know how they're going to be doing the new, what is it, Facebook is now going to be called, whatever the hell it's going to be called. What is it supposed Met to be called Meta? Now? Meta. But isn't, I'm pretty sure Meta is supposed to be, like, turning into, like, the Ready Player One type shit, where you can, like, you know, have property inside, like, a virtual world, and you live in a virtual world, and do all this stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that's kind of, like, what they're trying to do. So I'm curious, like how that's gonna play out. Okay, so look. Compared to this stuff. Look, we're gonna we're gonna play this this ad, okay? All right. So. Okay. He's shaving her head. She's obviously got cancer, and she's pregnant. And there he is outside making out with a girl. Do you divorce and door? And then she's got to go in and she's holding her baby. She's cold and she has to like get a wig and you have to make the right choice for her. Which is not at all how the game is played, by the way. It's a match three game. What? Right. So, like, these are the examples of what these games are doing. Well, this, that doesn't look that bad. This is, no, this one's mild compared to... I was going to say, like, so far, this doesn't seem so... Right. So that's what they used to start out as. Now, there's, like, really nasty ones. Which one's this one? That's Girl, it. you didn't look here for this. I didn't, because I just saw the article. And I was like, oh, shit, because I, I just remembered. But I'm telling you right now, scroll Facebook and watch these game ads, because some of them are... Like, bad. Like, look, this one's all pregnant, trying to bang on the bathroom door, and her husband's in there, like, on Tinder shitting. 
And then, uh, horse and, tender and then she has to go the, to the family farm and rebuild her house. And it's always <laughs> it always ends up with her having to rebuild their house. Right? Oh my god. Like, come on now. Look, here's Project Makeover, where they're like, oh my god, she's covered in mud, so you have to make her over. And then, of course, people are like, shower first. And there she is. And then they cut her hair and they'll, like, shave her head. Oh, now they're ironing her head and it'll be on fire. So, Nikki, all right, this is not at all what I was expecting. You said I, that there were way other things. I hate that I hate that I didn't save the damn thing. The damn one with him finger banging the bitch. <laughs> yeah, you didn't save any of this stuff, but a lot of people are really angry over it. Look, here's Klondike Adventures, and she, she, oh, oh, can I, can I replay it? Y'all understand my husband Look, just learned how to here, use TikTok. She's, she's shopping through, and she's like, oh, let me call my husband. And then they show the, the husband fucking somebody else, and where is she going? Off to build a house. Yeah, but it didn't really show him doing anything. No, I know. I, I'm so mad. I can't find the one. Watch, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and send it to you, and you're gonna be like, "Holy shit, he is really finger banging her in the fucking middle of this game ad." But why is that allowed? Like, why can Homescapes be like, "Hey, finger that bitch," <laughs> animate a guy who is like fingering that bitch and just send it on his way? Um. Oh my god, somebody figured out how to make a margarita. In a coffee maker. I oh, don't yeah. know how with, I feel about it. With the Starburst? Yes. Gas girl. How? I don't know. It sounds delicious. So it's though. hot water on top of Starburst. I guess but it melts some it of the, melts the Starburst. flavor off of it. It's it's not hot water. It's hot tequila. They fill the tequila. They could fill oh the tequila. Oh my god, look, with she's tequila. putting peppers in there. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know how I feel about this. This feels weird to me. They put a pepper in there in the bottom of the cup. I don't understand. Oh, my God. Do you want to try a margarita in the coffee maker? No. I don't like tequila like that. Okay. But it does look good. Like, I was reading it the other day, watching that the other day, and I was like, that does not sound bad. And I love the little mini Starburst idea. I mean, I feel like dumping a whole entire bottle of tequila. When you heat tequila, it, it, it like, cooks out the alcohol, right? When you boil alcohol, it cooks out the alcohol? You just basically that's have That's what I taste. thought. Yeah. It, yeah so it here's this bitch that's, like, ruining bottles of tequila. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to get drunk off of them because coffee water is basically boiling point. Right. All right, so there's this girl named Sarah Stoner. Uh-huh. On, well, she's on all the platforms. And she's, like, a person who does, like, every day there's, like, a different, um, like, she does makeup and right. wigs and things like that. And, like, when you see her without all that on, she looks like she's, like, 60 years old. Okay. But then, like, she ends up doing her makeup and her hair and everything, and she ends up looking like a maze balls. She's, like, having, like, a fucking meltdown, like, on, what's I'm gonna call it? Because I guess, like, she's a content creator, and I guess she said something about, like, Facebook and all them are, like, taking away her money mm-hmm. or something. I don't fucking know, but she just, she's always saying, I don't even know why I do anything with this life anymore, blah, 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 blah. Like, she, like, loses her shit, and everybody's like, you're okay, you're gonna be all right. Like, I would be the same way, though. Like, I know you all thought I was going to go a different way with this, but I think I would feel the same way. Like, I'm so emotional now that I'm older, and I'd probably be just like this. She said, I literally do not know why I even continue to try with anything in this life, she says. Well, there's uh, the creator fun on TikTok. There are so many people that are so upset because they'll start making money on their creator fun, Mm -hmm. and then TikTok will find, like, give them all types of, like, guideline 
violations and then cancel their account with money in their creator fund and they never get that money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. So I do understand that from that perspective because I think it's really shitty. And right, she was saying that they in, just took everything away from her. You're putting in the effort and all that. And those people don't just post videos like I post videos. They right. edit their shit. They they take the time to do skits and shit. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of work they put in their shit. I'm not doing it. Well, I think that's really neat. And then there's another girl that I love on TikTok that Bruce and I were watching yesterday. And I'm pretty sure her name is Tiffany Williams, I think. She does, like, this thing where she's doing, like, a Greek statue-type looking thing. It's the Statue of David. There's it's the Statue a, of David. A, is that what it is? Yeah, there's a few of them that um are doing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's fucking hilarious, though. There was this woman that she was, like, doing a duet with that she was, like, picking on. And every time she picks up, it's, like, I guess people send her videos of, like, really fucked up recipes that people are, like, saving <laughs> or, like, sending to her. And then she'll, like, blind react to the videos when she gets them. Yeah. And so, like, one of them was this woman. And she, I don't, you, you don't see what she is, but you see her hands. So she looks like she might be African-American. But on her video, it says, my African-American boyfriend asked me to make him macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. And so she takes a pan, like a frying pan that you fry an egg on. And she takes. Yeah, I seen that one. Did you see that one with the four slices of cheese? And then and she like she tries puts, to like, like fork it together, and well, then and then she and puts she like she, spaghetti cooked, noodles in it. I'm cooked spaghetti noodles. Yeah, and then she, she like what, I'm like, what the fuck is happening, right? So I'm in that, and me and Bruce are like hysterically laughing. It's like ten o'clock last night, ten thirty last night. We're laughing at that one, and then like the next video that comes up is this woman named Mrs. Clark, and she is fucking funny as shit. And then she tells me about, and this is where I'm getting to. I ended up in funeral talk last night, right? I remember you saying there's different talks based on, like, what you mm-hmm. watch, and you'll end up in certain things. Well, somehow I ended up on Funeral Talk, and it was for all people's funeral home. And I think it's out out in Atlanta, Georgia, maybe, or something? But it was, like, insane. And I was like, I kind of feel like, I don't want to be buried. I know I don't want to be buried, because yeah, I don't I, want I don't want me to have, a, like, a site that nobody comes to visit ever again. Like, I want my ashes, spread my ashes... You know, pictures of me and that's it. As you're talking about this, mm-hmm. my I'm also I'm on a funeral talk, mm-hmm. which or they call it death talk. Death talk. Oh damn. So I'm on death talk. I follow a, a a girl who used to be a funeral director, and she does little skits and stuff. But she said that right now there is sixty when people die, there's sixty five percent of people want to get cremated and spread instead of being put in a and cemetery. Earned. And they said by 2032, <laughs> it's going to be, like, up to 80%. Like, I want to be cremated. Yeah, I definitely don't want to do anything else. But this woman is, I don't know what, what how to explain her, but she's got this short blonde hair and these, like, and, like, she's always wearing, I mean, she's got a beautiful figure for her age. I don't even know what she looks like. Because you know what they say, black don't crack, and this woman is fucking balls. She's beautiful. And, um... But she does these things, like, they say she's, like, too much. Y'all gotta go look at her. It's called All People's Funeral Home. And the way she sets it up, I feel like they're, like, it's just too much. What she's doing is just too much. I don't think it's too much. Y'all gotta go look at it for you to understand. But somehow I ended up on Funeral Talk, and I ended up watching, like, 70,000 of these damn videos these, that she Is had. this the one that, like, um, sets up, like, they, they stage the bodies, like, there's one where a lady is like sitting in her chair with no. her saint's gear on. No, it's an actual real deal funeral, but the way that she does it is all very specific. Like she does not fucking play around. Like she herself closes the casket. I kind of like that. I kind of like like the no Look, nonsense. Like so, she just closed the casket and then she goes like this. You got to watch her. Watch what happens. They have like this whole thing that they do. They treat everybody like a king or a queen in here. Like, so, look, he's got a bow, and now she's going to make him step forward, and then they'll turn. Watch. I watched this shit. Look at that. And then she, you see? She'll say, you go. And then her staff will start walking out. Then she'll get the other staff to walk out. And then she'll get him to walk out. And then she'll walk out. And it's usually at the end of the, at the end of the music. Like, the music will be right at the end, and that's like, they're kind of like, you know, wrapping it up. Everybody's like, that's too bougie. That's just too much. I don't think so at all. No, I think it's I think super it's classy respectful. and respectful, and you treat these people with the dignity that they, they deserve. Right. I think that's that's something I would want. I would want, like, some if you're going to, like, cremate me and give me a funeral, you know I want my shit to be dramatic as fuck, so I would be perfectly happy there. 
Like, I would be like, look, I'm going to have the Whitney music in the background. Whitney Houston music. (laughs) I want it to be dramatic as fuck with people throwing themselves down on the ground. Like, I'm going to write a script. Everybody's going to have to follow their script. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. Well, I just happened to really, I don't know. I just, I loved what she did. I thought it was just so respectful. And then she goes outside and she helps everybody through, like, to get their cars out and everything. Uh And she looks like an air traffic controller, but she don't play. Like, she does not so give a single shit. So, basically, people are mad because she's running a tight ship. Well, some people think that she's just very over-the-top bougie. They think it's all about her. I don't see it that way at all. I think she's I feel there like to it's make all sure. about respect. Yeah, I think she's there to be like, you know what? No, it is about these people. It's about what they need. It's, you know, we need to honor these people. They need to respect, you know, get the respect that they deserve. Right. And I'm going to run a tight ship, and it's going to be done flawless, and that's how it is. But, I don't know, it, it's just so funny. Like, you guys gotta go check out It's All People's Funeral Home. And if you guys have any other ones, please send them to me because I'm, like, fucking obsessed. Well, did you follow her? Of course I did because it's fucking awesome. And then here comes my husband. He just did his first TikTok today. You should go find him. And then he's Gearhead79. He just did his first one. There was some woman who was trying to outlaw exhaust systems on trucks. Well, my husband is a huge fiend of that stuff. Like, it's he just loves race cars. He loves anything that sounds loud. He loves the big engines. He loves all that shit. So, of course, he had to go make himself his own little video, and you guys should go check that out. He's just very proud of himself because he finally figured out how to make a video on TikTok. <laughs> and it's all about this woman that he's not very happy with right now. So, you guys have to check it out. Okay. But what do you got? So, I have, speaking of death, death talk, I have a story about a woman. Um... It's called A Disturbing Moment. It's from Relatively Interesting. It says, woman sees double of her deceased daughter and follows her. Oh, my God. Okay, so tears welled up in in her eyes as she heard her grandson's words. He claimed to have seen his mom and dad while they were out for the day. Just the thought was enough to make the older woman cry. Okay, that's how it starts? Mm. no, No backstory? Okay. It had to be his imagination. That was the only rational explanation. She turned towards the ice cream stand. He pointed to... He pointed and her jaw dropped. Nothing made sense. This wasn't possible. Right. It says, It had been a long time since Amanda felt the sense of happiness pervade her home. Um, the kids' bags were packed and everything was finally read, ready. The house was tidy and it was time to go to bundle into the car as Santa Monica beckoned. It was meant to be a trip to the beach. Just the simple outing. The one that meant so much to the poor kids who had lost so much. Amanda had no idea that the trip would end up changing their lives irrevocably. Amanda Harris had planned the trip a long time ago. The beach wasn't her favorite place in the world, same. Um, but she knew that her grandkids would appreciate the chance to spend as much a much-needed vacation in California. It had been a rough year, to say the least. Her daughter and son-in-law had passed away under suspicious circumstances oh, no. the year before. Just like that, her two precious grandchildren had been left orphaned. The accident. It happened while Kate and Carmine had been driving. It was meant to be a trip to a national park. All Amanda knew was that the couple's car had gone off the road and disappeared under a lake before anybody could help. Police managed to salvage the wreck, but the couple's bodies were never found. It was a huge loss for the family, especially young Monica and Andrew, who had lost their parents. It was never the plan, but now the children were forced to live with Grandma. Go ahead. Let that bitch in. She scratches the door. It was almost a year to the day since the fateful event. Amanda had begun seeing the first flickers of life returning to the kids' eyes. It had been a a horrifically difficult time for them, but they were beginning to smile again finally. Amanda planned the trip as a means of moving on and starting a new life. Instead, just when she thought nightmares were slowly ending, a new one took place. They were at the beach. Arriving in Sacramento, Amanda and the kids didn't even bother checking into their hotel first. The kids were so excited about the beach, that's where they headed first. Neither had ever seen the ocean in real life before, so it was special to treat them. The kids rushed onto the promenade with Amanda trying her best to keep pace with them. They were so thrilled at the sight of the water, however, things took a disturbing turn. So this is where the little boy spots it. Right. Amanda had just reached the sand and set down some towels for herself and the kids. She was looking forward to relaxing while the kids played in the water. Andrew had just left her side when she returned shortly um, when she returned shortly after, she could tell that something was wrong from his expression. He pointed towards an ice cream stand and insisted that he had seen his parents buying ice cream there. Amanda's eyes welled with tears as, as his words, the little boy was clearly still grieving. 
It was the only logical explanation for what he saw. At least that's what Amanda thought. So she was calming him down. Amanda began to choke up as she tried to break it to the little child that he had to be mistaken. It had finally felt like they were coming to terms with the loss. Now Amanda wondered if Andrew was in denial again. Try as she might to calm him down, he continued to insist that he had seen them. Amanda turned in the direction he pointed and felt like the air had left her body. She could not believe her eyes. Plain as day. There was a young couple at the ice cream stand. Amanda thought she was hallucinating at first. Just as Andrew had said it, it was them. How could this be, Amanda? What? It really was them? Amanda's mind began to race. She called Monica over. She called Monica over and held her, held the kids close to her, unsure what to make of it. She kept the kids at her side and quietly began to follow the mysterious couple. She had to know if it was just a mistake or a trick of the mind. The resemblance was uncanny. Wait, I'm not understanding. Like she knows they died. They, they, she but the buried bodies, them. No, the bodies were never discovered. Did you miss that part? I missed that part. Yeah, I'm sorry. the body was never the damn dog. I was trying right. to think if I should get up and let her in and out and do so it. So the, in and out and the out. bodies were never discovered. So well, then she, how she know they died? She started following them because they, the police declared them dead because the, the car was found in a lake. I don't know. Amanda and the kids followed the couple and watched as they this left the feel beach. Real. You always do this to me. <sighs> Whenever I'm like dead into it and I'm like, oh, this is really good, you're like, this doesn't seem real, Jamie. This is fake. Because it, it doesn't make any sense. Just because anyway, you lost your car, I mean, at, where the body's at? They soon reached sense. a suburban neighborhood, but Amanda still wasn't able to get better a better look. They approached the house and it seemed like the couple lived there. Apparently, that's where the couple lived. What? That's redundant. Oh, like, well, oh, now what? You think it's dumb now, No, too? no, he was like, they, they approached a house, and it seemed like the couple lived there. Apparently, that's where the couple lived. Like, that's how it's written. It might be fake. Okay. <laughs> well, look, see, now she's like, oh, it may be, after not, all. Not knowing what to do as they went inside, Amanda called the police. Luckily, the cops took her call seriously and dispatched two officers. The officers heard her story and escorted them to the house. As they knocked, Amanda and the kids held their collective breath. Confusion. That night, Amanda lay in bed and tried to justify what she had just witnessed. They surely hadn't really seen them. She'd only just come to terms with the loss. But now she felt like she was back at square one. What were the chances of seeing a couple who looked exactly like her daughter and her son-in-law? Was she, go- was she going mad? But a... Ning- I'm not saying that word. A numbing feeling... A, a nagging. I think a nagging. It, I think it's supposed to say nagging, but they put N-I-G-G-L-I-N-G. Okay. I'm not saying that. Feeling told her that she'd know her daughter's face anywhere. She couldn't just forget what she'd seen. So, early the next day, Amanda got the kids ready for the beach. She was willing to sit there all day if she had to. She'd only hope the couple would come back so she could see them again. Although she felt terrible about telling Andrew and Monica to keep an eye out. That's weird. Keep an eye out for your dead parents. And to let her know if they spotted the people who looked like their parents, um, she'd be ready this time. So she spotted them again. I'm going to, like, zoom through it. <laughs> I know, because like, you're, you're, like, si- never no, mind. I think it's a great story, but you're sighing. So after saying... No, no, I'm good. I'm laughing at you because of what you're saying. Staying at the beach near the ice cream stand for hours. Amanda, just standing by the ice cream stand? Plan finally paid off. The couple was there again because apparently they are not lactose intolerant. This time they were walking arm in arm on the boardwalk. Amanda studied them until she knew she was sure. They were more tan than they used to be, but she'd know her daughter's habit of flicking her hair back when she smiled anywhere. She quickly grabbed their beach gear, gathered the kids, and made a dash for her car. Following them, after waiting around on an hour in the car, the couple finally reappeared in the parking lot and got into some black Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Amanda watched them from a distance and carefully pulled out behind them. She kept their distance of one car between them at all times. The last thing she wanted was them to spot her trailing them. She wanted the truth. <laughs> With their hearts racing, Amanda and the kids followed the couple for a few streets until they finally arrived at a big house in the suburbs. Apparently, that's where the couple lived. What? They have a couple... Wait, you found the house? The last paragraph. Anyway. I'm not going to say anything because she's about to beat me up. I'm about to, like, lose my shit over this. You're Whoever wrote this is terrible. At the point where there was not much else Amanda could do, she solved the mystery. She decided to call the police and tell them about the suspicions. I thought the police already arrived in the first paragraph. (laughs) Two officers got out of the car and knocked on the door as Amanda and the kids watched from a distance. It all happened in a heartbeat. Just a few minutes after the officers entered the house, they walked out. Carmine and Kate's doppelgangers, who were now in handcuffs. One of the officers came close and shook. Amanda and told her that the two members of the couple were suspects in a case that they'd been trying to solve for months. He assured her that she would receive a phone call from the station in the next few days telling her about the details. What? As it turns out, that was really Kate. 
Amanda's daughter, but the man wasn't Carmine. It was his twin brother, Albert. While Carmine had always been known as the kind of brilliant, hardworking man, his brother was the opposite. He was the black sheep of the family and was sort of a drifter, and he always been in, a, in and out of county jail. And coming up with schemes and lies to leech off his brother's hard-earned income, one day he decided to go even further. Oh, he seduced her, and then they killed him. What? Mm -hmm. He seduced the daughter? Yep, the two of and them... And killed the brother? Yep, the two of them conspired to get rid of Carmine. They gave him a fatal dose of sleeping pills, threw him in a lake, and faked a car accident to avoid raising suspicion to start a new life of crime together with fake identities. This is a Lifetime movie. The police raided the home Albert and Kay had been living in for the last year, found more evidence and proof of their crime. But, yeah, so... Wow. Anyway, so yeah, it was her daughter, but it wasn't Carmine. Apparently her daughter's a dirty murderer. Thank God, you know, she's got the grandkids, because she's going to jail. I did not see that twist at the end, that but that was poorly written. I'm just going to say it right now. That was so bad written. That was like Fifty Shades of Grey badly written. No. Fifty Shades of Grey was terribly written. Fifty Shades of Grey wasn't terrible until the last book, when it was like, yes, Mrs. Grey, no, Mr. Grey, yes, Mrs. Grey, no, Mr. Grey. Like, I was like, if you fucking say Mr. Gray, Mrs. Gray one more fucking time, I'm going to fucking flip my lid. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I mean, I enjoyed the movies, though. The movies were fine. I just I couldn't read the books. I couldn't get through them. I thought the writing in the books were so bad. Well, that's because at the time, you thought you were the pinnacle of sex, I'm pretty sure, at that time. You were like, I've done it all. I've seen it all. I and mean, I yeah. eat Fifty Shades of Grey for fucking breakfast. That's still legit. Like, at the time... Like I didn't, see, I didn't see anything super exceptional about like the sex they were having. Mm, well, I found an article on BuzzFeed okay. a little bit ago, and it was anesthesiologists are confessing the most shocking things they've heard patients say, and oh my god, really? So I want to do a little backstory. Back in December, I had to go get an EGD done, and I talked about this on the podcast. So for all of y'all that heard it, just just stand by, but. They knocked me out, and it's one of the best sleeps ever. Now I know why Michael Jackson fucking loved it. Propofol is no fucking joke. You wake up, you feel like the best version of yourself for, like, the whole rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I wish I could feel like this forever because I would never be depressed. I would never feel anxious. This is the best feeling in the world. Anyway, I wake up, and before I'm actually up, apparently I started hitting on the nurse in front of Bruce. Was it a I was asking him if he wanted to come to my son's birthday. <laughs> and he was like, well, I think me and my wife have something to do. You know what I mean? Whatever. And I'm like, and I like said something to him like, I forget. I don't even remember what it was, but I said something. And Bruce is like, uh, yeah, you sure about that? Like, it was just really funny. Anyway, so apparently I'm like a big old fat anesthesia whore. I don't even, I was inviting just rando people to like my house for some birthday party. We weren't even having. So apparently I was just trying to get some rando dude to come to my house for, and just act like it was for a birthday party. But We've all seen those videos where, like, people go get their wisdom teeth out, and then, like, it's usually the kids. Mm -hmm. Fucking hilarious balls, right? So, anyway, so it goes, I was giving a young female patient sedation for a routine colonoscopy, and as I pushed the propofol, that's why I brought that right. up, sleeping medicine, it started to hit her. She sat straight up and yelled at everyone in the procedure, I shaved my asshole for you! And she flopped <laughs> down on her pillow, and she was asleep. I shaved my asshole for you! <laughs> So, consequently, now that I'm thinking about that, last night, there was this woman, before we found the Tiffany Williams one, mm -hmm. where this woman was like, you know, everybody asked me how I shaved my asshole. I don't know how that came from. I don't know where it came from. I don't know. I didn't look at any backstories to figure it out. And she was like, I'm going to tell you, you pick up your razor with this hand, and with this hand, you do nothing. You put that razor back down. You don't shave your asshole. You let it be Jumanji and that motherfucker. You, like, men like to hunt. Let him hunt for that asshole if he was that asshole. You let him just get a machete and get in that. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. So, anyway, it says, I'm an anesthesiologist. The best story was something a 40-something-year-old woman for an appendectomy said while I'm giving the propofol to induce anesthesia. She slurred, oh, I don't remember it tasting like that before. I said, what does it taste like? Since propofol doesn't usually elicit a taste reaction, she yelled, D's nuts! <laughs> it was probably under anesthesia thereafter. <laughs> and then another one is, I was coming out of the fog of anesthesia from a colonoscopy. Apparently, I didn't recognize my wife and refused her affections, telling her she was pretty, but I was married. <laughs> I got brownie points for that. 
And then this other one says, my husband was put under to get his wisdom teeth out. He was a little anxious and he is also just kind of anal sometimes. So he read his pre-op instructions front to back like a dozen times. One of the things it said was, you may experience profound disorientation upon awakening. As he woke up, he opened one eye and looked around the room, then said extremely huffily, I wouldn't call this profound. <laughs> then he started crying. <laughs> this one says, my dad asked my mom to pick up his butt cheeks so he could fart. And it was too heavy. <laughs> pick up my butt cheeks so I could fart. It's too heavy. My wife was all doped up <laughs> during her C-section and asked the anesthesiologist, did they cut me open yet? He calmly told her they did, to which she replied, oh, shit, with a huge <laughs> grin on her face, and doctor and I lost it. And it says, my husband had his ACL and meniscus repaired. When they brought him back into the room, he stared at me through half-closed eyes until the nurses left and then said, I love you. I'm glad you're here. I melted. Then he conked back out for about a half hour and woke up with a big gasp. I thought he was in pain. That's how loud it was. And he went, Burger King, Burger! <laughs> Said so one of my patients coming out of sedation embarrassed her husband who was in the room by saying that during their sex he likes to have Vicks rubbed on his backside. Wow. What? Apparently when I was going under I told the anesthesiologist, don't mess this up. I know where you work. See that? I could get down with a Fifty Shades of Grey. That one I would be curious about. Like, what, what would happen if I rubbed Vicks vapor rub on your ass while you were <laughs> giving it to me? Said so, my husband had knee surgery. After he woke up, he half yelled, half whispered, apple juice. So the nurse gave him apple juice. He grinned like a toddler and said, apple juice again, and immediately flopped back and went back to sleep for all of 10 minutes. Then he woke back up gasping that he couldn't breathe. Then this other one, his mom, who I met maybe one or two times at this point, went up close to him and he bolted upright. That man projectile vomited pure apple juice directly into her face, body, the wall, the door, hallway. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. His mom stood there, just soaked in juice vomit. Oh, and God. he just rubbed his eyes and said, oh, I feel better. And then, bam, he went back to sleep for another two hours. Do you imagine waking up to that? He said, my husband had to undergo a colonoscopy. And when he came around, he started aggressively grilling the staff up Abraham Lincoln. What? He isn't a historian or anything. He works as a business analyst and knows nothing about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> this one, this is the last one. It says, I had a C-section and wouldn't shut up about how I felt like I was floating in the ocean. I offered the anesthesiologist a hit of the good shit and completely forgot I was getting a baby pulled out of me. They brought my son over to me and I told the nurse it was a cute baby then asked if it was Maria's. I didn't know any pregnant Maria's <laughs> at that time. Just like, is it Maria's baby? Is like Maria's baby? Like, no, bitch, it's yours. Take your fucking baby. We don't have to do that here. <laughs> so, speaking of marriage and couples, I have good news. Oh, okay. So, New Kids on the Block singer Jonathan Knight marries Harley Rodriguez, his boyfriend. Oh, okay. So, New Kids on the Block member Jonathan Knight revealed secretly, he secretly married his longtime boyfriend, Harley Rodriguez. Knight, 53, the oldest member of the boy band, left the group in 1994 before it split up. Um, entertainment, let me put my glasses on, because I'm like, oh, shit. Sorry, people. I'm trying to read like I'm not old. Without my spectacles. Help. There you go. Let me Thanks. help you. Mm-hmm. Teamwork makes the dream work. Anyway, Entertainment Tonight was the first outlet to report the news. The Entertainment News Outlet was interviewing Knight about his role on HGTV's Farmhouse Fixer. So he's got his own little t show now, which I kind of want to watch. Anyway. We may have, we may have not have, the step-by-step -step singer said finally admitting, we did, but everything just assumed, everyone just assumed we're married, so I never said yes or no, because I just didn't want to lie. The couple have been together since 2008 and became engaged in 2016. Pee reported that they also com competed together on the 26th season of The Amazing Race. Knight said COVID-19 pandemic prevented them from ce celebrating their wedding. It's coming, Knight told Entertainment. On Farmhouse Fixer, Knight renovates a farmhouse-style homes for clients that have included his mother and extended family. It is so exciting, Knight told Entertainment Tonight. I mean, we've been trying to get a show on TV for so many years, and actually HGTV told me we're not going to do a celebrity thing. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then a few years later, things changed, and yes, it's the perfect timing, and it's great. 
Okay, so basically they just said, hey, they got married, and then went on about their DMTV show. Like, it's time. Yeah. Right. He just did it. Right. So it really wasn't, like, a big secret. So, you know, fuck off, Entertainment Tonight, and your clickbait. Don't you hate when that happens? Did I, did I know that he was getting out? I mean, yeah, that would really did. matter. If we did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been out for a while. Oh, okay. He has been out for a while. Um, well, TMZ did a whole thing not too long ago on what really happened to Richard Simmons. You know what? Poor Richard Simmons. Leave Richard alone! He was, he did do a, um, an interview not too long ago where he, like, during the pandemic where he came out and was like, Did he? You just don't want to be bothered. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. I just don't want to be bothered. He he really just wants, they, they were worried because they thought he's becoming a recluse. He's like in the house. But he has the money and the means to do it. So if you don't want to leave the fucking house and you've got billions of dollars, fuck you, I'm not leaving the house. Well, I think there was like some discussion of that they thought that there was like a person that was like taking care of his house was actually like kidnapping him. Oh, I didn't see that part. Hold on, I wanted to try and look for it. Richard Simmons. I wanted to see because they did something with it. Hold on. Well, apparently Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone is getting a divorce. And it was over, like, the straw that broke the camel's back was over a dog. Like, they had a fight over the Rottweiler. Dude, I fucking hear that, though. I'm telling you what. There's moments when I look at Bruce, I'm like, one more fucking time. Right, one, so apparently after, one more fucking after 25 thing. years of marriage... <laughs> This lady was like, fuck you and your dog. You know what? Well, let me see. I'm 45 now. So 25 years would put me at where? 25 uh, would be 70? 70? Yeah, I'd be 70 years old. I'm not leaving Bruce at 70. No. Um, and by then, it's just too much. No, it's too late. I feel like whatever. 70, we, you're done. We leave him, we move to the villages, and we live our best lives. Well, I mean, I'm not going to leave him at that point. Why? Like, I mean, because I'm 70. Like, by then, I'm settled in. It's just too much. No. I mean, I'd put him in a home and then go to move to the village. Like, that's just I me. would put him in a <laughs> That's just me. This is why you're not married yet. I feel it. Paco knows this is what you're going to do right. to his ass. You're like, she's going to get a ring. She's going to get my, my retirement. She's going to put my ass somewhere and leave me and live her best life in Leopard. Cheetah. And Cheetah. Cheetah print. Well, I'll be in Leopard, you be in Cheetah. That's fine. All right, so Richard Simmons does come out. I want to just okay. finish this real quick because a lot of people were really angry about it. So TMZ did, like, the, the little carrot beat where they were like, hey, you know, yeah. what happened to Richard Simmons, blah, blah, blah. And a shitload of people came out. Like, And I always like these because, like, anytime you see something on the internet, you always have, like, a group of people who kind of side with what you would probably say. Right. And then you have people that are like, way the fuck over here, and you're like, OMG, stop. And then, you know, there's always something. But I really love when something happens where the majority of people are like, leave him alone. He wants to be left alone. He's a good fucking person. He did a lot for a lot of fucking people. And now he's tired and he wants right. to do his own thing. Just leave him the fuck and, alone. And why does, that, why does he got to come out and tell you anything about where he is, what he's doing, any of that? It's none of your fucking business. Leave him alone. Like, how did he even get on the radar? Radar. Who was like, I wonder whatever I happened to Richard Simmons. Well, like TMZ was doing like an 80s recap and they were like, oh, whatever happened to Richard Simmons? Let's make a big deal Let's out of it. Let's make a big deal out of it and disrupt this man's peaceful fucking living that he's been having yeah. for the past 15 years. Well, again, there was people that are that were starting rumors about like he was actually being like kind of held hostage in his own right. house and that he was too unhealthy or whatever that may be to sort of fight it. And so there was that going on. So I kind of wonder what that um, I won't take up too much time with it, but because a lot of people really, and he's come out and said, I just really want to be okay. So Richard Simmons speaks out after what really happened documentary. That was on August 26th. It says Richard Simmons is speaking out publicly for the first time in years, following the release of a new TMZ documentary focusing on his mysterious disappearance from the spotlight. On Wednesday, the 74-year-old fitness guru shared a brief message to fans on Facebook to express gratitude for their support. Said thank you everyone for your kindness and love. Love Richard read the message, which was posted next to a photo of a smiling emoji holding a thank you sign. Simmons spokesperson Tom Esty confirmed to Today that the sweat into the oldie star posted the message, which comes days after the premiere about what really happened. Blah, blah, blah. Richard is eternally grateful for the continuous outpouring of love and gratitude he has received from across the globe. He is happy, healthy, and living the life he has chosen to live. Esty said in a statement. Fans commented on Simmons' post to let him know they supported his decision to leave fame, at least for now, behind him. At least for now, motherfucker's done. 
Right. I watched the documentary. Four fucking years old. Yeah. It's like I watched a documentary about you last night. You're an amazing person who has opened his heart and soul to all to all for so many years. Now you do you, Mr. Simmons. You have a you have and continue to bring joy to millions of people. Blah, blah, blah. And it basically just tells you all the stuff. It says for decades fans could exercise with Simmons in person at his Beverly Hills fitness studio, Slimmons. I never knew that. That's so cool. Slimmons, that's mm-hmm. cute. But as the documentary details, Simmons abruptly stopped teaching at the studio in February 2014. Oh, wow. I didn't even know it was that. Yeah, it's been a Wow, I didn't. It's been a minute since he's been. Like, but it's not that long. It's only eight years. Yeah. I thought it was way longer than yeah. that. I never knew it was only just that long. Oh, okay. said, so over the years, rumors have swirled about the reasons why Simmons left the spotlight with some fans wondering if the star was being held hostage. Here it is. By his longtime housekeeper, Teresa Revelis. Or Revelis. A theory Simmons himself debunked during a March 2016 telephone call to today's blah, blah, blah. No one is holding me in my house as a hostage. Simmons told Guthrie on the air. You know, I do what I want to do, as I've always done, so people should sort of just believe what I have to say because I'm like Richard Simmons. <laughs> That's funny because I'm like Richard Simmons. It's me. I'm him. Right. Teresa Revelis has been with me for 30 years. It's almost like we're a married couple. The TMZ documentary also highlighted the knee problems Simmons has suffered with since he was a child, as well as his penchant for the quiet life. Two things Simmons mentioned while speaking with Savannah. Well, if they know he wanted the quiet life, why are they bothering this man? Because like, they don't have anything better to do. But it just, it bothers me sometimes. It's like this poor guy is like, look, leave me the fuck alone. Like, why yeah. do I got to keep having Gene, discussions for you? Gene Simmons did his time. He was like the male Jane Fonda. Like, Richard Simmons gave her the run for her money with the videos and the movies and the workout programs and all that. He was like, he reminds me, like, Polly Shore reminds me of Gene Simmons. Polly Shore? Yeah, Polly Shore and gives me very Gene simmons vibes. But Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Like, they're related, maybe. Right, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah. he did so much, and he used to help people, and he used to, like, fit people's, like, hospital bills and shit like that. Like, Gene Simmons did all this shit for the community. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons, yeah. Gene, Gene Simmons, Simmons is, is a very different person. It's from Kiss, and he's got a very long tongue. I'm sorry. My mind always goes to the tongues. Right. Anyway, Richard Simmons has done all this stuff, and he's helped so many people. And after you've done so much, you get fucking tired, man. I know. It's like, can you just let that man be? He's like, I don't want to be bothered no more. I want to sit by my pool. I want to drink margaritas. I want to get fat. Let him get fat. Oh, he probably isn't bad. He probably just has some health issues, and he just wants to be tired. He, he right, let that man eat cake. He hasn't. He didn't for years for you people. Let him eat cake. God. Oh, my God. If I was Richard Simmons, I would just be sitting in my lawn chair by my pool eating carbs on top of carbs on top of carbs. He oh. probably is. He's probably like, no, 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 Right. He probably just, like, rubs it all over his whole body. He's like, fuck yeah, why did I wait so long to have Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> That is just my opinion. Like, I, I feel well, like he's like, fuck you people, it's time for me to eat, be fat, and be happy. Well, I just, it just, it upsets me that that's kind of what they've done. Like, they continue, every couple of years, they sort of force him right. to, like, have to speak out when he's already said in 2016, I'm good, I'm all right, I've already right. debunked that nobody's holding me here. Right, there's always some type of little weird conspiracy or a little, like, Johnny Go-Getter who's now, like, a new fucking face at TMZ and wants to be like, I want to be famous. Let me go see if I can fuck around with Gene Simmons. Like, stop being a go-getter. Richard Simmons! Whatever. God damn it! The exercise guy from the 80s. Look. (laughs) Just leave people alone. You don't need to be such a fucking go-getter. You work for TMZ. Just hang out at the airport like everybody else does. (laughs) Leave Richard alone! Leave Richard alone! Like Brittany, but Richard. And Gene. Gene alone, too. Gene Simmons ain't worried about nobody. No, he's not. I'm going to tell you that. I actually did get his book. Uh-huh. And it's been a couple years now since it's been out. It's been years since it's been out. Um, And I actually really enjoyed it. Well, you know the Like, movie, he's really smart. They did that movie on Netflix. Um, I think it was it a movie. It was a movie. And it was called The Dirt on Motley Crue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. It was super good. Yeah. That was based on um, Mick Mars's book. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what... I mean, with him, it was really neat about, like, it's, like, how to get what you want in life and not give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to do it and to do it with, like, gusto kind of thing. Yeah, I need and to get it was what really I interesting. want. I want. I need to get what I want in life. I mean, I already don't give a shit. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, it was a really, really good concert that I went to with them because my ex-boyfriend took me to go see it. We spent a shitload of tickets. We were, like, 13 back. 
saw the whole thing. I've never enjoyed Kiss ever. It was never something I was into. But my mom said, like, you're going to love this show. It's going to be the best thing ever. What I was not prepared for was for them to be so, like, New York sounding. Yeah. Like, New York, like, whatever, a Jewish sounding. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was just so funny. What's the, the guy, head guy's name, Stanley something? Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Like, he'd be like, how y'all doing out there? You okay? How's your mother? Say hello to her for me. Like, it was just like, what the fuck is that? Like, I just did not expect that to happen. But anyway, real quick, this is really funny. You're going to enjoy this. So, physicist apologizes for a planet photo that was actually a chorizo. Sausage? Yeah, chorizo sausage. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God, I am bagging the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. So, this is on Daily Mail, and they call it Silly Sausage. (laughs) So, they called it Silly Sausage. So a French, it says silly sausage, French physicist is forced to apologize for planet photo that was really a snap of some chorizo. A prominent French physicist has been forced to apologize for a photograph that he said was from NASA's new space telescope. Oh my said, God. Oh my God, what kind of planet is that? Because it's bright red. It looks like a chorizo. Like, it, I mean, it looks like once you see it, you know what it is. You're like, holy shit, that is a total fucking sausage planet. That's what they were nicknaming. They're nicknaming the thing, the sausage planet. So, <laughs> but was in fact a piece of chorizo. Eddie N. Klein, a renowned philosopher and research director at the French Atomic Energy Commission, informed his followers that no object belonging to Spanish charcuterie exists anywhere but on Earth. <laughs> he had posted a tweet last Sunday that he claimed was the latest astonishing photograph from the cutting-edge James Webb Space Telescope of the star Proxima Centauri. The photograph purports to show a furious red ball of cosmic energy Pockmark with glowing solar storms rolling across the neighboring star service. Oh, it he says, went all out. It says, photo of Proxima Centauri, the closest star to the sun, located 4.2 light years from us, Pete Klein tweeted. She was taken by the JWST. This level of detail in New World is revealed day after day. And really, it was just fucking chorizo. I'm right, you dying. should try it with eggs. Like, what the fuck? I know. Oh, it's, I can't tell if it was a prank or really Proxima that looks like a chorizo. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. But everybody was, like, in it. And then they were, like, the user was more skeptical, but still offense about whether it was a joke or serious. Like, they just were not sure what the fuck was going on. But then when you look at it, you're like, oh, wow, that, that really was, like, a, a slice of sausage. Wow. On a black background. But anyway, and that being, do you have anything else? Do you want to take us home? Um, I don't even know what to say. If you have anything interesting to tell us, um, give us a write in it. Do you take pictures of sausage and tell people it's other things? (laughs) If you do, write us in. (laughs) Are you you a go-getter harassing middle-aged fucking celebrities? If you are, write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on all your major platforms. If you can't find us, just say, hey, Alexa, play straight from the net. Or say, hey, Google, play straight from the net. And they will. But we have something that not all podcasts have. Danielle, what do we have? Oh, hold on. Did we talk about the lady who ordered a whole entire case of spaghetti when she was drunk? No. Did we talk about that? I am, fu- let me just, real quick, because I think it's so fucking funny, and then okay. we're going to well then off. she can finish it off, because I'm yeah. not doing anymore. You're, you're like, I already did it, I'm not playing with you anymore, but no, this is really funny, have you ever been drunk and just ordered something? I've never done it. No. I've never done it, but no. I see it all the time, when people are like, I've drunk and I bought something. And ambient shoppers? Yeah, ambient yeah. shoppers, I've seen it, but I've never done it. So this woman, I'm in this group called Frantic Frugal Mom, and it says, looking for ideas, my mother bought a whole case of regular SpaghettiOs for my son, when she was drunk. Problem is, he only likes the one with meatballs. <laughs> so she's like, hey, I got Johnny a whole case of fucking SpaghettiOs. And then her, this little bitch is like, little Johnny likes the one with fucking meatballs in it, mom. And so, but she like is so like easy going about it. My mom ordered a whole case of SpaghettiOs for my son when she was drunk. You know what, though? Just take that shit to a food pantry. I'm like, who doesn't it's like only SpaghettiOs? Two, it's only 24. I don't like SpaghettiOs. What is wrong? What? Oh, you know what? I don't have friends. You don't like anything I like. You're just a terrible person inside. You've got a dead black heart. <laughs> and clearly a very, very unhappy belly. Like, it's I don't spaghettios, bitch. It's not like... It's I, from struggle I, times. We grew up as a struggle kids. Like, we have spaghettios. never fixed spaghettios. I have beans. What? I was a beans and franks kind of girl. Like, we have beans and we And that is why you shark beans today. That's why you shark today. That's spaghettios, why. Spaghettios were, were expensive. They were not that expensive. 
What about we have fries? Danielle, they make her porch too. Danielle, they go right straight from you. What do we have that most podcasts don't have? I know, right? She's like, can you move on? Like, seriously, you're like, going to die on a hill about SpaghettiOs? Is that what you're doing? You're going to plant your flag on the SpaghettiO hill? Is that what we're doing? I need to go get my nails done and go to sleep. <laughs> and you're taking forever. Anyway, uh, you can find us every Friday. Every Friday at 10 a.m. on the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio. If you're not in the direct listening area, you can find it in all the major app stores, the app for that. Um, or you could say, what is it, Alexa, play yeah. the WMLD, Alexa, play straight Google? from the net. And if you missed it on, on Friday mornings at 10, don't worry, you can hear us, they'll replay us on Saturdays at 7. And if you missed that too, we're going to upload it to my platform or our platform on Sundays right around 11 o'clock. And it shoots out to everywhere so you can listen to it there. But in the meantime, we'll talk to you next week. Bye! <laughs>